This season, we dive into the world of the known and the unknown with fresh new segments and the help of new friends. This is Mark and Rove. We need new friends. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, puppies and kittens, and influencers of all ages. Good evening, Mr. Fernandez. That introduction is music to my ears. Not so much your voice, but I love the content. Good evening, Sir Nelson, on a rainy Wednesday. I have been salivating for this uh, episode in particular, and uh, thank you for agreeing to do it with me, and as well as our awesome host. How you doing, bud? Uh, the, you mean our awesome guests? Uh, our awesome who, guests, yes. Well, one of them is actually an awesome host as well, but uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a really, really fun uh, episode, and uh, it's been great because we, uh, we put out a little bit of a poll uh, a couple of days ago on our Instagram stories to uh, get your input. And we had some fantastic people uh, writing in and uh, they were mentioning just, well, their definitions of the subject that we're talking about tonight. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm, I'm glad you brought up our uh, uh, lovely viewers. Hello to all our viewers out there. Thank you so much for the love and the support. Um, this is this episode in particular is going to be all about you, but I'd like to at least before we uh, get into um, some of their comments, just hmm. we truth be told, we had a bunch of um, we had an episode already lined up for this week. Right. And yes, uh, after reading the article, I showed it to you. I said, Mark, mm -hmm. I think this needs to be addressed. And you were right. like, dude, let's do it. So um, here we are. Um the reason why it's hitting me different is I don't know it's because if it's because of my naivete, but I did not know that the, you know, the whole buying of followers and click farms and likes and comments and all that was a thing. I didn't know that it created a cottage industry. I didn't know that it was massive. And, uh, mm. um, you know, what's going on is, is in a nutshell, fraud, you know, um, plain and simple. And uh, especially at a time like this when everyone's on the internet and uh, well, being on the internet, traditional marketing and advertising has now gone onto the internet and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, huge followers means getting paid. And um, yeah, well, I just think this is an issue that needs more eyeballs. So with that being said, let's uh, go to our um, lovely comments. I, I think we got a couple. Uh, from All right. Last so. Notes. Yeah. So the, the, the question that we, uh, we shot out to, uh, to you, the viewers, was uh, basically, what is an influencer and how do they impact your world? So here are just some of them. Uh, the first one comes from Andrew Orakai, or Orokai, uh, one who empowers their audience to make choices and not just to copy. Leading, not puppeteering. Uh, yes, I, I agree with that. Um, you don't want to be you don't want to be anyone's puppet. Uh, so I think uh, he's talking to uh, authenticity. Um, and then, do you want to read out the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Andrew, for uh, writing in. How about someone can relate with? He she inspires you to be a better human being. This is from Ray Two K. Totally agree mm. with that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's absolutely. that is uh, that is good influence right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then uh, from Umiyamano. Uh, an influencer is someone who sets an example through authentic actions. Oh, I love that word. Authenticity. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. That is someone that you should be influenced by, I believe. Yeah. And you know what, Mark, despite the fact that we are watching someone's posts and their lifestyle 
two-dimensionally, we mm. can kind of tell if it's authentic, if they're living the yes. life, if they're walking the walk, if they're talking the talk. Um, first person that comes to mind, Antoinette Doss. I mean, yeah. that girl is walking the walk, talking the talk, diba? Absolutely legit. Uh, yeah, her and Planet Cora. Right. That was just a quick example. Let's go to the uh, next uh, question or, uh, sorry, um, answer. Good influencers are akin to test dummies. They try products and offer opinions. Honesty is vital from Sipakor. Uh, yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And, we are uh, and speaking of honesty, uh, moving on to the next answer, which is from Spark Sparky, uh, who is, our, I believe, our buddy Jay in San Diego, which explains his, his comment. It depends. Are they someone I want to see without clothes or just you, Ro and Mark? Um. Uh, I know Jay, and just like you, you know Jay, he definitely wants to see us naked. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> He's influenced by seeing us naked. Um, and when he usually sees us, uh, he's under the influence as well. So <laughs> so there you go. Um, but uh, moving along, actually, I'm curious to know, Wilson, what is your definition of an influencer and how do they impact your life? It's a combination of a couple of uh, what our uh, comments work anina and um mm. half of it is uh living that lifestyle that uh you know that um i i um uh, embrace and the other one is living the authentic the authenticity mm. of it uh, being genuine so yes. it's a combination of both and um uh how do they impact my life you know what i had no idea i was following influencers until we brought up this topic because i personally just follow friends um, or people that I like that, again, you know, whose lifestyle I absolutely, um, you know, uh, adhere to and, and embrace. Mm. So, um, but again, I, since we're giving examples, um, one in particular that I, I've been following a lot and every single time he posts something throughout this pandemic, uh, I've bought so many things that Tim Yap has posted food wise, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I hate you, Tim, for getting me fat. I mean, well, that's not really your fault, but you, you post amazing food. And these are the foods that I would eat that I actually would order that, you know, uh, I appreciate. So um, and, and you know, some of his uh, uh, other posts that he puts up for uh, clothes or for um, the environment and stuff like that. I, I appreciate. How about you? Yeah. Well, I would love to see you uh, be influenced by his clothing style. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, Guppy Shorts, uh, I know we're not supposed to, uh, well, Guppy Shorts, who uh, I'm a big yep. fan of, um, yeah, that he's been wearing a lot of because he's been hitting the beaches and stuff. And yeah. uh, I'm a huge fan of that. I purchased a couple of their shirts, not because of him, because I, I was already a fan, but it was good to see that we're uh, like-minded in the uh, uh, sartorial department. Um, All right. Yeah. Timmy's cool, okay. man. I appreciate Timmy. No, absolutely. And great that he's, a, he's our neighbor. Um, well, my definition of an influencer would be someone that is uh, inspirational, aspirational, mm -hmm. entertaining, and most of all, sincere. I mean, much like you and yeah, they've got to uh, walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Uh, they, you have to believe in their legitimacy. That is someone who will influence me. If I get a whiff of insincerity of just doing it for the paycheck, um, if I don't think that they actually use a certain product, uh, but they're just you know plugging it, then they they kind of go down a little bit in in my books. They uh, I I can't help it. That's just the the way I am. 
I think, um, uh, uh, to coin a phrase with great power comes great responsibility. And mm-hmm. so if you do have the power to influence so many people, you should mm. use the power authentically. And mm. you also need to use the, the power for good. Uh, don't let it all be about mm. the brands, but, you know, like post about stuff that uh, means something to you, you know, try and make the world a slightly better place. And in line with that, I mean, I'm not going to mention anyone locally that I follow because most of the people that I follow locally are also people that we know. Uh, Mm -hmm. so, um, the people that I don't know, and so I, I follow them purely for their feed or maybe what they stand for. Um, I recently started following David Attenborough because I've been a huge fan Mm -hmm. of his work for forever and ever. And he Mm -hmm. finally has an Instagram account. He Um, finally got one. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, I also follow, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio. I know you do too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he does a lot of great stuff for the environment. So does like Greta Thunberg. But then entertainment-wise, I love following The Rock. He's very inspirational. I mm-hmm. fo- love following my fellow Aussie, Hugh Jackman, um, you know, his buddy, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. I love the, you know, uh, what goes on between them. And they're the sorts of things that um, I think uh, Hugh Jackman did an ad just recently um, mm-hmm. for RM Williams Boots. And it is the most hilarious ad I've ever seen posted on social media. And it makes me want to go out and buy a pair of RM Williams boots. Um, so yes. if you haven't seen it, go check that out. Um, yes. It's and, one of his latest posts. Yeah. Uh, it's, I sent that to you, that link, actually. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. absolute gold. I love it. Love it to death. Right. Right. Now, but speaking of Australia, Australians, Australia... Um, there is someone that is joining us from that time zone three hours uh, ahead of us. So it is now, yeah, it's going it's uh, going on 11 o'clock over there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to introduce a very, very dear friend of ours. He is one of the country's top content creators. He's also a talented cook, talented host, a restaurateur, a businessman. He's somehow best known for his association with his much better half, Nico Bozico. Um, And here he is, the man who has inspired millions with his The Fat Kid Inside blog. Ladies and gentlemen, part of We Need You Friends, here is Mr. Erwan Husaf Curtis. And now, here's a segment we like to call We Need You Friends. My last name is Curtis Smith. Thank you very much. Not oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How do you not know this? No, I dropped. I dropped you the Yusuf. Oh, you dropped the Yusuf. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, yeah. I dropped it with there my was... pride and my last name. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, well, well. We think Yusuf. We automatically think Salen. So you know, you're like fourth right? on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Erwan. Thank you for being here, brother. Appreciate you. Thanks man. for having me. Yeah, it's great. Congratulations. Can I can I just say before we get started, that is an awesome looking microphone. It looks like it's ribbed for your pleasure and everything. <laughs> Great angle too, right? You would know. Yeah, just right. <laughs> Someone Photoshop that, please, if anyone's watching. Um, <laughs> no, he has enough of those already out there on cyberspace. Jeez. <laughs> uh, okay, we're not talking about OnlyFans, guys. We are actually talking about influencers. Um, so, uh, Erwan. <laughs> Let's get stuck straight into it. You, first of all, I, we just want to acknowledge the fact that um, uh, we, I mean, we've been following you for a long time. We've worked together uh, for some time as well. 
we just realized when we went to your account, even though we see your post all the time, you have over 4 million followers now. What the hell? When did that happen? The, all yeah. organic, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's you, gradual. We, it's we, gradual. We, you know what? We knew you when you were fat, when you were unathletic, and when you had zero followers. You know, now you're athletic, you're slimmer, and you have 4.1 million followers. That's that's insane. I mean, what what, what does that? What does reaching that number mean to you? I mean, it, it's it's strange that it doesn't really, um, and that's probably what we're going to talk about. You know, there's there's a massive disconnect in terms of what you see on mm-hmm. black and white on your phone versus what it actually you know what it actually means in real life. No one ever, like, I'll never be an orator with a microphone in front of 4.1 million people. It's never going to happen mm-hmm. ever. You ask me to picture 4.1 million people in front of me, I can't do it. I can probably picture what 100 to 200 people looks like. But then once you start crossing the 1,000s, how do you distinguish 1,000 from 5,000? You know what I mean? Um, And so as the numbers get bigger, it becomes fake. It seems fake. Um, And I think that that's the massive disconnect with what's happening online is people don't understand what that number actually represents. And if, if it's grown organically, those are real people. Um, so every time you put something out, you need to pretend that you're talking to 4.1 million people, even if you don't know what that feels like, but it's, it's, that's why it's, it's a complete mind. Can I say the F word? Yeah. Yeah. Go for yeah, it. It's a complete yeah. Mindfuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and every, and I think that's why well, I've been in the, in the industry now for 11 years of creating content online. Hmm. Um, so I've been doing things in the quote unquote internet's public eye for the longest time already. Um, so I've grown with it. And like I said, I grew organically. I wasn't an overnight success, like what, what's, mm. what's happening now to a lot of younger people. Yeah. So I, I kind of realized what those numbers meant as they got bigger. Um, and so I never really got mentally hammered or bothered by it um, mm. because I understood what those numbers mean. But then you have someone now coming up in TikTok who in two nights will, will pass me right away. Like wow. it's insane. Oh yeah. 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 It's crazy to think that there are your, you you have more people that actively looked for you, found you, clicked on you to follow you and, and Mm. see your posts every day than there are for some countries. I'm, I'm heading off to Puerto Rico at the end of the month. You have more followers in the entire population of Puerto Rico. I think I'm between, there's like, it's like, there's, I'm between two African countries. <laughs> That's how Djibouti and uh, <laughs> one of those. You know what? Mark said it earlier. He said, "With great responsibility, with great power, uh, with great power comes with great responsibility." So when you hit the one million mark, the two million mark, the three million mark, the four—I mean, where does do you feel you need to be a little bit more responsible with your posts? Because you know, you may see it as. You don't, you don't see, we see it as 4 million all the time. If you, if you, if you post something, we see it as all 4.1 million people see it immediately. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you, 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 in essence, lead a digital army and, and yeah, uh, yeah that's well, crazy. It, it depends how engaged your audience is. Like for mm-hmm. me, obviously I'm never going to engage that whole percentage, um, it'll really just be bits and pieces of people. But in terms of responsibility, I always think 
what if this reaches the maximum amount of people and what impact does it have? Um, I think it's, it's, it depends on the person because mm. certain people make it big because of who they are and how they say things and how, what kind of content they created. Um, and so if you go, if you get popular because of that, would you then change because your numbers get bigger? And because obviously the more people you talk to, the more likely um, they are to misunderstand you. You know what I mean? If I, you, you guys know my humor, it's very dry, very French. If I tell a joke and we're 10 friends, all of you will laugh because you understand me. But then if you put me in front of 200 people, people will be like, wow, everyone's such a dick. Um, and that's oh, no, we, we, we think that too. Oh, okay, great. Um, but I think, I think that lack of context grows as the numbers grow. Um, and so I always feel like it's really important to keep that in mind, that the larger the public, the more you, uh, the less you can control what they actually know about what you might be saying or about you. So they don't know what you stand for. So they might hold you accountable for whatever your last post was. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, we've talked a little bit about the power of influence and uh, you said that you've grown everything organically and it's incredible to reach that kind of a number. So how does that happen exactly? How do you grow followers organically to, to that level? Um, I, I never set out to be a professional content creator. That was never my sure. plan. Um, I started it as a hobby, uh, not knowing that you could actually make cash from it. Um, so I really just spoke about and shot videos of things that I truly enjoy talking about and things that I am passionate about. And I feel like people relate to that. Um, mm. they tell that if you're passionate about something, you know, it's like a good storyteller. You'll be looped in into their, into their story and you'll want to hear more. So as long as you learn how to become a better storyteller, depending on whatever your content is or whatever you're trying to do, um, then obviously your follower base will grow because if you're passionate about something and then you learn how to, how to, you know, you, you guys have been hosts for a while. So you can understand that if you blabble for two hours, people will disconnect. Um, so you have to learn how to present it. You have to learn how to write it properly. And if you, if people see you both growing more passionate in what you do, but also growing better at communicating it, um, you do tend to see, um, what's it called? Your follower rates go up. And that's how I did it because everything that I did and still do, um, I didn't, I didn't obviously, unfortunately, I didn't grow my following by posting bikini butt pics. Um, I wish I did. Well, uh, yeah, you, you would get a lot more followers. Trust me. I know. I know. <laughs> so, um, so you, you post Nico's bikini and butt pics instead. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for me, it was always about bringing value to people. And that's why my first foray into creating content was always about either fat loss, how to turn your life around into a healthier path or recipes, which is very just instructional of helping you do something. Mm. Um, I was never like, you see a lot of influencers now who are popular for being themselves. Mm. Um, I think I lead a very boring life. And so if I were to just post pictures of myself, people would be like, what the hell is he doing? Uh, mm. So I mean, it's always about ingredients, about food and things like that. Mm. Now right. you are so prolific, bro. Um, in the middle, in the first half of the pandemic, you went and released, uh, amongst your cooking videos, uh, you went and released a 
10-minute, uh, 15-minute uh, COVID uh, documentary as well. Good on you. That was amazing, by the way. And uh, so what, what we think is you're shooting 24-7. There's a camera in your hand all the time. Um, uh, you'd shoot twice on Sundays. What's a day, a normal day like for you? When I was in the Philippines, it was nonstop. Um, so one thing I realized as I started doing online content is I realized I, I, tr- I tried, I come from a corporate background. So I always do kind of like the way we do things there, which is, you know, how important feedback is and restructuring and seeing how you can grow as a co- quote unquote company. So I always tell people who want to become professional content creators is first and foremost, see yourself as a company. Um, and I, so I, I did a, a summary of what I think I was good at as a content creator. And I realized my strength was not communication, was not being on camera, was actually just producing content and coming up with ideas. Um, so that's when the Fat Kid Inside became more of a production and creative agency, a production company and creative agency before it was a content creator, uh, before it was me. You know what I mean? Um, so what I did was I built a team. I built a team that I needed to to be able to create content, not only for my own platforms, but for other influencer platforms. So I did a cooking show for Isabel Daza. I didn't post it. She's the one who posted it. She didn't mention that we did it, but we're the ones who produced it. Um, I do a lot of the videos of Selena and Nico. We've done shows for Taste Made in the US where it's literally just hands cooking. You don't see my face. Um, and yeah, so I, to, to be able to do that, I had to create a team. So I, I employ close to, I think we're 15 now, uh, wow. 15 people. Um, from videographers, cinematographers, a lot of editors, producers. And so when the pandemic hit, I freaked out because all these people need to be paid. And the last thing I wanted to do um, was have to let go of people, which which I didn't have to, which I'm really grateful for. Um, so for us, it was really about how do you pivot and then how do you stay active in mm-hmm. And especially because I, I employ a lot of younger people. So I want I want to make sure that they're still excited about work um, since everyone was stuck at home. Um, and yeah, so a normal day in the Philippines for me is, and like you guys know, is 110% every day, all day. Yeah. Um, so on days that I'm not shooting, I'm pitching projects, I'm coming up with ideas, I'm shooting other people, I'm directing videos, I'm working on edits. Um, and yeah, it's this whole thing. And then now being here for the last seven months, it's been it's been tough to organize mm-hmm. all of that from here. Um, but because I have such a strong team that I can depend on, um, it's been really great. Okay, well, actually, in in line with that, I mean, talking about uh, careers and and everything, and you said that this is not something that you got into intentionally. It was it was a uh, a hobby. Uh, we have a question here from uh, Terence Weckeron. And he asks, do you think being an influencer is a valid career? Um, no, I don't, I don't think it is. Uh, it's official. Uh, no, <laughs> I, think, I think it's a function. Um, so, for example, um, you know, when people think influencers, they think it's such a new thing, but it, it, it isn't. There was this, this guy in, I think it was the 1700s or 1600s, who basically made a tea set for the Queen of England. And mm. she loved it so much. He branded it as the the queen's tea set. So mm. by de facto, the the queen became the very first influencer. Um, mm. Jordan with the Air Jordans back in what was that the early nineties? Yeah. Um, you had Rachel when people would say would say something like, "Oh, did you get the Rachel haircut from Friends?" People understood what that meant right away. Um, mm. So. 
this this term of people influencing other people has been around for a very very long time and mm. and at the end of the day it it really means what it what you know the name is in it in the def, is in the definition like whoever can influence or is an influencer it just depends on how big that impact that person has and how big that that following is um mm. so no i don't think it's a i don't i don't think people should use the term as um what's it called as a job title yeah i think it should be part of a job description in terms of i have this many followers by de facto this is my quote unquote influence however you want to quantify that but i think before that you need to be something else so what are you are you a photographer are you a model are you an actor um are you a, a video producer are you a director um, and I think by calling yourself that versus calling yourself influencer, you're giving yourself more value in terms of what yeah. skill set you have. And I think um, the pandemic really brought a lot of these conversations to light where there were some guys who do, I don't know if you've seen this, but they do like videos of camera work. Like yeah. how do you get really nice shots of food mm-hmm. and all that? And they do that mm-hmm. as content creators of Basically, what they do is it's funny. It's it's behind the scenes of how to create videos, and that's what they're creating their video about. It's a it's Inception. Yeah, uh, but they're really good at that. And so all it. of a sudden, mm-hmm. tons of brands that have the, had the budget, but were physically unable to shoot, had to contact these guys and say, "Hey, can you shoot my beer commercial in your house, in your studio, by yourself?" And the guys were like, "Yeah, that's what we do every day, all day." Um, but before that, they weren't considered production companies they were considered Mm. as youtubers or influencers that did really nice videos online but sometimes those two things are the same so i always tell people especially young people that are getting into it what's your skill set what's your value before being an influencer and that should be your job title so at least when companies come approach you you can stand for something and be like you know what i'm really good at is directing videos um so you should hire me for that fascinating fascinating um, in line with people that, uh, that have influencer in their job title or do, uh, call themselves influencers as, as the job title, uh, there's a lot of pressure for them to get, uh, likes or follows or anything. Do you have any horror stories of the sorts of things that influencers, uh, with less morals might do in order to get, uh, more popularity? Yeah, definitely. Like I get emails all the time, people trying to sell me likes, sell me views on YouTube, um, sell you follows. Um, I think there was also a purge a couple of years ago where you'd see, and there was, there were actually a ton of local accounts that dropped 70% in followers. I'm not going to name what? them. What? Uh, wow. 70%? Yeah, it was huge. There's That's massive. Drops. And all you have to do is go on sites like Social Blade and you'll see these huge like raggedy jumps um, and, and with the names the handles of the people the actual yes. names as well no way yeah, wow. yeah. You, can check. you can check every person and then just go back to that whatever that month and that year was and then you'll see these massive like cliffs wait, wait, uh, what wow. is this account i mean later hype auditor so you can double hype check numbers there yeah so something like okay. hype auditor will actually give you the percentage of authenticity of your account. Um, wow. So I think the the standard is 80 to 90%. Because at the end of uh-huh. the day, I can't control how many 
how many fake followers I have, how many bots follow me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a high number of, um, of followers and because I have high engagement, these bots jump in to my comment section and just mm-hmm. post random stuff. Like, I don't know if you've been seeing the new ones. It's all about trade, Bitcoin, um, yes. financial stability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just post right. on engagement things so other people can interact on their comments. I was so wondering what, what those were. I get, I mean, not very often. I'm sure you get them all the time. I get them once or twice every, you know, they pop up. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it's, it no. only started during COVID. So it's, I guess, people mm-hmm. out financially and someone taking advantage of it. Um, and so these are all so-called like, you know, on their bio and Instagram, you see um, seven figures, trade expert, whatever. Um, and at the end of the day, it's like it's the person's just a motivational expert, a motivational talker. Um, so, yeah, there's an industry standard that says 80 to 90 percent should be real followers. And there's mm. always 20 percent. There'll be bots because you can't control that. OK. Um, yeah. So a lot of people do do buy it. But you can. Yeah, it's so I tell brands all the time. Because I, I, I do a lot of consultation for brands and I tell them, if you want to check, it's so easy to check who has right. real followers and who doesn't. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Why do brands and advertisers in the marketing world here in the Philippines, they know they can check out the numbers and verify if this follower or influencer is a fraud, but yet they're still so enamored with the number, the big number, the huge following. They don't, they, they'll, they'll overlook it, you know, they'll uh, think, still pay, pay it. Why? Why, why is that? change now Hmm. um i think brands now are a bit more savvy i think when this started and and you still see it from time to time now there's there's a there's a misunderstanding between what a celebrity is and what an online influencer is sometimes those things are not one and the same you can be a huge celebrity um but not translate well online like you can you see it all the time like there's a lot of celebrities doing the transition to youtube um, you think it they'd blow up, but some of them do and some of them don't. Um, because the online, you, you really need a different approach for what you're doing online. Um, and I think a couple of years ago, people didn't know that. So people thought, oh, just, be, just the association is there and that is enough. Um, and that's what I want to hang on to. Uh, but now I think because of especially the, the situation we're in now, Brands are looking for harder working contracts where the people that they do choose get a bit more involved in the content that's being produced. Um, and and so I, I don't think that happens as much. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, here's a comment from our friend Dax. Uh, not anymore. We align brand values with personality values to build actual creds, uh, support to the brand. Um, Good to Dax, hear. Yeah, Dax is also... Uh, mentioned that uh, influencer is a role that you do, but it's not a viable career path. You can use the learnings and building actual necessary skills to create a career, but yeah, agree with the French. Wow, I think that's the first time Dax has ever agreed with you. Yeah, let, let's... Actually, you'll, you'll find a lot of, of people who do call themselves as, as professional influencers mm-hmm. um, are usually in their late teens or early 20s. Um, mm-hmm. So they're either still in college or things like that. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, mm. But I think as you go into your late 20s and, and and early 30s, that's when you have to start making that switch of thinking of what else you are. Because like one mm. of your questions a while ago was about like the mental effects of it. Yeah. If you're hanging on to engagement in terms of likes and comments and all that, it's a very slippery slope because people move on, right? Yeah. Um, if you're famous for something 
that relates to your age group now, like if you're 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 very topical in your content, that age group's gonna grow older, right? So what happens if the next people who are 13, 14 just don't like your stuff? Um, that's gonna mess with your head. Mm, okay. Like you don't wanna well, be Mark's Mark's age and still talking to like 15 year olds, right? Like well, that, that that's what pays the bills, though. Um, all right, we have Dorsky Granada. Agree, brands look for engagement and reviews past posts. You want your brand to be aligned with the content of the influencer. Okay, well, that's good. At least uh, they're getting in, in that direction and they're being aware that uh, they can uh, call out and sniff out the the uh, frauds. But I'd like to hear, uh, to hear your answer on this one, guys. Do you put a lot of precedence into the blue check, the verified, because the numbers can be inflated, but the, the verified slash blue check, um, I, blue I like when I, whenever I, the blue tick, um, whenever I look at, uh, somebody's posts and if I see that there, then, then I tend to, um, um, take whatever they say with a little bit more merit than anyone, anyone else, because I don't, I feel the blue check. Although I still remember seeing a couple posts of, uh, hey, if you want to get a blue check, you can you can get one. That's, uh, but I don't see that anymore. Now it's more of likes and followers and comments and views. But um, how much precedence does does that have with you guys? If someone has the blue check or the verified status, I think on on Instagram uh, for individuals to get it is quite tough. As a company, no. If your company, I think would more than 10,000 and you have a website and products and stuff like that, you can request it. Uh, but as an individual, I'm, I'm not sure what the process is. Back back when I got mine, it was it was random. It's like if the Instagram team eventually got to you and yeah. checked you out, they'll give it to you. Now, I don't know if there's a process to request it. Um, so on Instagram, I do think it still is valuable. On Twitter, apparently, you just have to call yourself a journalist and you get the check. Um, <laughs> just look at any of Donald Trump's tweets and then you look at, you know, the first like top five fanboys yeah. that retweet him all yeah, the time. Right, and they right. all have blue checks and you're like, what's happening here? Um, so I think you just have to be yeah. a journalist for Twitter. All right. Yeah, well, they, speak- oh yeah, go ahead, bro. No, they just were handing them out. I mean, Mark and I, I remember we got ours in 2015. I remember this because we had a partnership uh, with Facebook at the time when we were hosting Asia's Got Talent. So it was a sh- it was uh, new to us. It was kind of fairly new in the industry to have a verified check. And I was like, oh, wow, that is so cool. And yeah. uh, it was so cool to see other, uh, you know, stars, big name stars with them. Um, and then and then I see. uh one example, my buddy, you know, our buddy, uh, Lucky Manzano, Luis, he had at one time 2 million followers. He's the host of The Voice. He's the host of Philippines Got Talent. He's, you know, uh, Philippine royalty as far as uh, the scion of um, uh, the acting world. And uh, he had he had no check for a long time. I felt so bad for him. I wanted to give him my check. You know, I was like, <laughs> no, you didn't. Don't lie. Two million? OK, maybe for like a week, maybe, you know, because you I was had like, a what? shirt that said, I'm verified. Stop lying. I remember <laughs> you wearing that a couple of times. That was his pickup line. But, hey, baby, I'm verified. I'm verified. <laughs> First of all, it was underwear that had it. OK, um, I, yeah. it says verified and it's glow in the dark. <laughs> Thank you. My merch is better than yours, fat kid inside. That, sound, that sounds more like it's like a I'm free of STDs check. <laughs> it's on the back as well. But the check could look like a V. Hey, oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's a V. Um, <laughs> all right. So I miss, I miss Mark's humor. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't you? I knew you did. You, you, please take it. Take it. Please take it to Australia. No, but uh, quick, quick pet peeve, guys. Uh, yeah. we, before we move on to the next thing, I, I, I have to ask this. What's your pet peeve with these uh, followers? I'll give you enough time to think about it. I have a pet peeve. It's like if someone has a million plus followers and they're not following anybody it's like, really, don't be a dick, you know, like like one time I, I remember going on to uh, 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 Little Wayne. I heard a Little Wayne song and I was like, oh, man, I miss Little Wayne. So I actually went on Little Wayne's uh, Instagram account to find out what's he been up to. And he had whatever millions of followers. And then he was following one person. And I was like, what a dick. So well, who is that on one it. person? Yeah, well, I clicked on it. And it was his girlfriend. So I was like, all right, that's that's the only one I'll let slide. That, that's cool. Very cute. So I what's your pet peeve, though? Because accounts like that are usually people who just really use it as a distribution platform. And yeah. yeah. Um, but if they're really active and they're engaging and they're commenting and they still don't follow anyone, that person's an asshole. Um, Thank you. Pet peeve, go. Pet peeve is the, uh, you know, those pyramid scheme giveaways oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean a lot of my friends do it I've, I've seen it done a lot it's just I it you, you know how those things work right explain please for our audience it's, it's I don't know if I can explain it clearly but it's it's not like buying followers but it is something like that so you get a what they call a macro influencer which is a huge huge influencer um, and that person leads the charge in terms of saying okay we're giving away uh, I don't know Samsung Galaxy uh, phone. Um, and that, in, nice that macro influencer, thank you. That macro influencer, <laughs> uh, hashtag capture. Sneaky. The that, um, <laughs> edit that. We're going to edit that out. It's basically, um, getting paid. So they're getting paid to post this giveaway. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the mechanics in the giveaway says for you to enter, you need to be following these 30 accounts. Mm-hmm. And this is like 30 micro-influencer accounts. And so a lot of those micro-influencers, depending on their numbers, as you go down the list, the, the more likely that those influencers, at one point, it flips and they're actually paying to be on that list versus being paid to post. So you'll have a huge list, mm-hmm. macro for sure being paid. The next 10 probably being paid, but not as much. And then mm-hmm. the next 20 to 30 are being paid to be roped in there. Um, to be, to, to be included. So the micros are paying Got for, for the macros. Um, and then whatever the giveaway is, it's literally just the phone. Yeah. So mm. it's, it's hilarious, but people go crazy. Like, so you yeah. have 30,000 comments. Um, and then you'll have massive follow spikes and then mm-hmm. massive unfollow spikes the next day. So that's, that's oh, so they do unfollow as well. They they people, they yeah, people know they'll be like, all right, I'll follow to join the contest, and if mm. I don't win, then screw it, follow everyone. Okay, fair enough. Mm. All right, okay, mm, skirting the line of immorality. Uh, yeah, smart. it's yeah, yeah, it is business. Uh, it's business. Smart. Yeah. One okay, the thing that uh, that is my pet peeve, and it's huge, and I know that uh, it really annoys the hell out of Revilson as well are these people that uh, have been, and this has been happening a lot the last like two months, uh, people saying, hey, uh, we'll pay you $5,000 a week to post an ad on your verified Facebook page, or we'll pay you like $1,000 an ad. Just put, we don't ask for admin controls. We don't ask for any of that. And um, it's it sounds so tempting. 
It really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they, cause they're not asking for admin access and all these other things, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you, you, if something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. And so I had out of curiosity, I entertained one and I was like, okay, let's see how, let's see where this goes. And I was like, okay, so you represent this agency. All right. And you're, you're going to do this and you'll pay up front. Yes, yes. We'll pay up front. We'll pay you a week in advance. Okay. Um, and these are the ads. All right. And you can choose whatever you want. Okay. I was like, so you say you're with this agency and I'd already looked up the agency and it's a, it's a legit agency. I was like, can you please show me your credentials? Uh, oh, but we're going to be paying you up front like a week in advance. Um, and I'm like, okay. And how about your credentials? And all of a sudden they shut up. Um, mm. And I'm like, okay, well then obviously you're not, I don't know how the scam works, but I know there's a scam there somehow. That's a, So those are hacks. Mm. It's basically yeah. at one point they'll send you a link and they'll say, all you have to do is just approve this. And then I think once you click that, um, they get access to your account or something like that. I, I, I know that's a hack. I got an email from Facebook um, yesterday actually yeah. about that. Um, yeah. the, the, the rule is always look at the English. If the English yes. is broken or bad, mm. that's how you can tell. Yep. Like you can yeah. tell if it's a professional out, outfit, they'll they'll send they'll send you proper a proper English yeah. email, right? And, now. and the other thing for me is uh, like, uh, and it, uh, <clears throat> I always think of like the the catfish out there. When you go and you check out someone's profile and you look at their posts, and they've only been posting for the past like two months, and they're just ran- random pictures of some dude or some girl. Um, then with yeah, almost yeah, zero, yeah. you know, follows, likes and everything. You're like, okay, this is totally a bullshit. I think bullshit for like for any influencers, anyone listening, it's just so important. Like in every new business, you need a contract. And I've, I've, I've made that mistake before. And even if you have a contract, you, you need to check their recourse, legal recourse in case there's a non-payment. Uh, yeah. recently I did, I did work just when the pandemic started, I did work for a, a legit website called healthclasses.com. This is a legit mm. American website with yeah. some of the top doctors and nutritionists on it giving master classes. So kind of like masterclass. Mm. Uh, and it was a rush project and the guy really wanted to get it out and it was super legit. I did my due diligence. He said, don't worry, we'll send you the payment right after the video. And then what happened was two weeks after I posted the video, the company went bankrupt. Um, completely bankrupt um, because oh, I guess the venture didn't work out. So I didn't get end up getting paid. Um, uh, and I had a contract, but it's all the way in the US. What am I going to do? There was no uh, legal recourse for me to take. Um, wow. So these things happen. So it's really important to have something in black and white and understand it. Wow. Great wow. tip. Thank you, Rowan. All right. Wow. All right. Well, um, on that note, uh, I think it's time that uh, we put a little, we injected a little bit uh, of extra fun into this segment. And Erwin, I'm sure you're familiar with this. I'm sure you've played it before. It is a little game called Never Have I Ever. I have never. All right. You have never? You lied. <laughs> you like He's dope? good. He's good. Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, so the mechanics of the show, uh, to everyone watching, in case you haven't uh, heard of this or played it before, it's very simple. Uh, we're going to be asking a question uh, that we all have to answer. We're going to be showing up a sign that says either I have or I have never. And you're, and you're supposed to take shots, usually. Yeah. that's Okay, so we'll do burpees <laughs> later. 
How's that? In, yeah. honor of Rebel, in honor of Rebel, we'll do burpees. Deal? Yes. Just just quickly, guys, we do want to plug uh, Rebel, the app. It is a free downloadable app that uh, was started up by Erwan and his team, um, which is a great workout app. And uh, we often talk about uh, great power and great responsibility. We love seeing you using your great power of influence positively and uh, putting something like this out to help fe- um, your fellow Filipinos and people around the world get healthier. So, yes, Appreciate good job. That. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Well done. Prolific, my man, really. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Yep. You want to start, Ro? You want to read out the first one? All right, here we go. Never have I ever liked a photo you didn't really like just to be nice. Well, okay, ready? ready? One, two, three, go. Yeah, all right. Pretty much yeah, you yeah. Do it every day. I do it pretty much every day. I get so excited when I see your likes on my post, dude. You don't read my caption or one? F you. I think of you. Bloody Frenchies. Jeez. All right, Mark, get the next one, buddy. All right, next one. Never have I ever replied to a hate or negative comment. Three, two, one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, just gets, it gets to me. It's childish, but it gets to me. Uh, I try not. Now I ignore them, but uh, I've got to admit there has been a couple of times when I have replied. Um, Nico, Nico and, always says that if there's usually 0.1% is negative comments. So why would you focus on that? Focus on the positive ones. Absolutely yeah. true. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a, a study that says that... Um, uh, we like just like in a relationship. If you say one negative thing, you need to say ten positive things to try and make up for it. Mm, correct. Yeah. Oh, right. Mark, you're so cute. <laughs> you're so, I know. Was, so, can you guys say so nicer things to me? Yeah. <laughs> um, Fine. All right. Next one. Bro, get it. Never have I ever blocked a hater. Three, two, one, one go. Wow, bro, you're such a nice guy. He doesn't have any hey, haters. You know what? Or that. The more haters you have, the better. That's what I heard uh, the great Dave Chappelle say. Was that Dave Chappelle? No, that was Chris Rock. Anyway, right. I think it was Chris Rock. All right. Next one. Next one. Never have I ever slid into a DM. Are we talking about like in a Shut sexual up. manner? <laughs> no, we need to context this. Because no, I send no, all the time, but no. never like insinuating anything. Okay, never have have you ever slid into a DM of someone of the opposite sex that you were Got interested it. in? Okay, uh, slid into a DM is slid into a DM. Writing someone a message is writing someone a message. Okay, okay which one it. did you do? <laughs> understood. Okay, understood. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> all right, ready? One, two, three. Whatever. Just saying this because he's married. I've been I, I, in a relationship for like almost twelve years now. I don't even know what Tinder is. I've never used Tinder. So Instagram started at that same time. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. This was their one. He was like, <laughs> Let, "Let's check your MySpace account, Erwan." Ooh, okay, maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, thank you for letting us use your Tinder profile, Erwan. Yeah. <laughs> Next up. Uh, bro, never have I ever untagged yourself in a post. 
Three, two, one, go. Yeah. 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 It's I can't yeah. be seen partying with Mark a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back when I would be scared of who would see that picture. <laughs> The cave picture. I watched my mom on Facebook when I was in college, also. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she wasn't a hater, but I blocked her. Yeah. Wait, that's, who? That's, my mom. mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've always, no, mom always knows everything. Um, yes. All right. Never have I ever checked my insights. Three, two, one, go. Mark yeah. Googles himself every night, guys. <laughs> Check Mark's Google history right now. Trust me, you want to play a fun game? Pull up your history and then show it to the camera. <laughs> oh, God. We will do that after we finish this. Deal? Yeah, absolutely. I'm down. I'm scared. Okay. I've never looked yes, at you should be. I, I know. Red tube, red tube, only fans, only fans, red tube, red tube, X, X tube. Wait, wait, I need to delete my history right now. Uh, shit, where do you delete it at? Where do you delete it? Oh, no. Okay. Where do you delete All it? Right. I hate this new uh, laptop. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next one. The last one. Moving on to the next one. Oh, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> Shinier than usual. <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I'm blowing, buddy. All uh, right. Mark, go ahead and read it. Never have I ever zoomed into a hot girl's photo. All right, here we go. Three, one. two, okay. one, go. I, I zoom into my wife all the time. Yes, that's uh, what I was going to say. I zoom in on my girlfriends all the time. Yep. And I zoom in on your wife and your hot girlfriend, Mark. So there, <laughs> I'm in the clear. Yes. <laughs> Never mind. Let's reveal some logic once again. Um, well... <laughs> Wait, Revilson, show me your search history. I can't. I can't. <laughs> My mom's watching. I can't. I really can't. Show us yours. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's going to be baby stuff. No, I it's know. All about, it's it's sugar research. Working on a sugar video. That's what I call it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, he's always checking out sugar. <laughs> Oh, gee. Brown sugar, by the way, okay? Uh, it's healthier. Erwan, anyway. we love you, brother. Yeah, Thanks, dude, boys. it's been awesome. Uh, tell us about Rebel really quickly before we uh, ship you off. Uh, cool, yeah. So it's it's a 100% free-to-download app on iOS and on Android. There's no, like, hidden fees once you're in the app. No membership fees whatsoever. Um, we've shot over 200 videos, close to 250 videos now, workout videos um with local filipino coaches um we're launching our eat section next week we have about 100 recipe videos again using local ingredients um and then we have more like guided meditations things to relieve stress we have physiotherapists that have just been uploaded now so it's really a, a an app where you can get any and every type of workout and whatever information you're after to lead like a healthier life. Um, and what's great is it's all local talent, which I think we need. Yeah, that is awesome. That is so uh, work out with someone that looks like you, right? But they are of international standards. I've seen some oh, videos yeah. of the guys you have, the guys and gals you have are absolute beasts. So, uh, Erwan and Nico and your whole team, you guys are always at the forefront. So prolific. We're, uh, 
you know, we're so proud of you. We really are. Oh, really quickly from Glad Medrana, Caveman Reunion. Uh, Steven's been missing since 2002. So we just don't know where he is. Uh, We heard... We heard this. he's in China somewhere in quarantine. So I don't know. Korea, North Korea, I think. I think he took over North the Korea. Okay. He's always been a sketchy motherfucker. That's right. But Erwan, thank you so much for joining us and uh, and talking about influence and influence. I would just like to promote this uh, this wonderful collab uh, for the Erwan uh, Ed wedding. Thank you. I still use it almost every day. Put that on I'm eBay. actually using it right now. Hell no. I did. It's paying for my electricity right now, so thank you. <laughs> I was going to pay for my, my trip to Puerto Rico. Erwan, thank you so much. Please give our love to uh, to Anne and uh, give the baby a big hug. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to having you on the show again. It's great chatting and catching up with you, buddy. For sure. Good talking to you guys. I'll talk to you soon. All miss right. you, Erwan. Later, bro. Yeah, miss you guys. Bye, Mr. Curtis Smith. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, sad to say goodbye to one of our very good friends with a lot to say about this particular uh, topic, but I think mm-hmm. it's time for another great friend. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? Uh, this whole influencer business, it's its just a f- big fat onion and there's so many layers to unravel and she is the perfect one. She is the main reason uh, why we are having this podcast and this topic in particular she is the contributing editor with Vogue Hong Kong, a contributor with the Philippine Star, and it is, in fact, the whole basis and the inspiration of why we are doing this episode. And, of course, the personality behind the lifestyle portal, The Bag Hag. Please, a warm welcome for Miss Ingrid Chua. Hey, hey. I feel hey. like I've been hiding out in the um, boys' locker room, you know, listening to you guys. But don't worry, it's all clean fun. It's okay. You know, I was just like thinking maybe I didn't bring the right drink. You know, I should have just brought like sake or something, my poison. Because you guys, you know, it's not water. This is not a water conversation. This is definitely alcohol conversation. You guys did not tell me this. Who said this was water? I'm way ahead of you, girl. Come on now. You know how I roll, Ingrid. Come on. My tea is fermented? I don't know. Okay, right. Okay, roll I'm always the boring one. Don't worry. (laughs) No, Mark's drinking tea, Kila, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. And I am bringing tea to you both now. Yes. Let's get into it. It's an amazing article. What compelled you. you to write it? Let me tell you. So the story goes way, way back, actually, to a year ago. So I this the story for the Philippine Star Life, which, by the way, I have to kind of say, um, just launched um, a few days ago. So they launched with one of my stories. And um, unfortunately, this topic is not the first time that people has heard of it. I Mm. wrote about this a year ago in a year ago, a year ago in a rival newspaper. And so um, I was actually quite uh, I was quite delighted because I was actually in Europe at the time when they published it and it made it to the front page of the actual newspaper and it went online. It went live on the digital edition. Hmm. But after a few hours, it was gone. It just disappeared. Why? So um, there I was trying to promote the story, right? And I was wondering, wait, what happened to my story? And everybody started writing to me saying, your link does not work. It goes to somebody else's column. 
So I said, mm. no, that's not right. So I checked it. And so I tried to get to the bottom of it. And uh, as it turns out, I have ruffled some very, very fluffy feathers in uh, the news organization that I wrote for. And basically somebody took offense with my story and thought that the story was about her and had it unceremoniously removed from the website. So the story disappeared. So it was like it never existed. I wrote the story because I thought it was very interesting because right around that time, I think Business of Fashion also came out with a story because influencer fraud is actually causing a lot of marketers and brands a lot of money. We're talking Mm, billions of dollars. Yes. And so I thought, yeah, billions. Can you imagine $1.2 billion? And mm-hmm. obviously, our market is really small. Here yeah. in the Philippines, we have a very small market, but mm-hmm. we do have a market because right now the shift is happening from traditional media to mm-hmm. digital. And that is where the money is going. So you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, saying goodbye to a lot of magazines um, in terms of advertising revenue and saying hello to influencers, bloggers, and the like. Mm-hmm. But the question is how authentic are these people? And how much money has been channeled and funneled to these people who are not really giving you the right and accurate audience that's meant for your product or your service? And Mm. so the story came out. And yeah, unfortunately, it was removed on, you know, the other newspaper that I wrote for. Um, Print, as you know, for that rival paper is different from the digital edition. So the digital edition, Mm -hmm. yeah, my story was gone. And I didn't realize that until a few days later as well, that it was actually very, very personal to this person who removed it. So much so that 10 years of my work has been removed. I have zero, zero. It was like, I never existed. I never wrote anything for this newspaper at all. So I was quite (laughs) upset, you know? I mean, Mark, how would you feel? How would you feel? How would you guys feel if your archives are just, (gasps) goodbye, you never existed. So that was pretty much what happened. And obviously I knew that this was a story that was of great interest because I also, unfortunate for this person who removed it, I ended up having, you know, having to repost it on my own platform. And luckily I have a platform. So I posted the story that I wrote onto my blog and the hits went there. So I was thinking how stupid would it be to remove that story when I could have given them a lot of hits. We're talking hundreds of thousands, I think almost a million hits for that story. And no, Mm. they decided they didn't want it because, you know, somebody up there decided this is a direct hit on me. And mind you, the story that I wrote did not even have any allusion to this person. It's a very general wow. topic. You guys know mm. it. Yeah. Interesting. It's real. Exactly. Right. Right. And I right. am a journalist. I am not here to write a story about one particular person who is doing that one particular thing. You know, it is it is something that was very well researched. And unfortunately, it got removed along with 10 years of my work. So, yeah. Cry a river right now. But, but yeah. Wow. Luckily, but, on the upside. Yeah, on the upside. Um, I got taken in by Tanya Lara, um, the editor of the Philippine Star Life, who said, this is a very interesting story. It is an ongoing conversation. And the conversation is Mm -hmm. not going to end anytime soon. So she said, I want to know where the influencers are at, what they have done, 
and where they are going, especially because of what was going on, what the pandemic and everything else. So I wrote the story. And here we are with you two. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of our questions because initially when we read it, we yeah. Revils and I were wondering, we're like, okay, wonder what compelled her to write this. Like, did someone throw her under the bus that she's like, okay, I need I need to write about this? But it was the other mm -hmm. way around. You mm -hmm. wrote it and then someone I threw you under the bus. Yeah. Well, oh. technically, it's a it's a yes and no story, right? Because I wrote the story without really thinking of one particular person in mind. Yeah. But mm -hmm. as I've said, one person took offense, and you know that mm -hmm. pretty much triggered everything. That set like a chain of other events. So mm -hmm. in in the process, she outed herself. So mm -hmm. after that story came out and this whole brouhaha, I went on Instagram stories and mm -hmm. I actually did a poll and I said, um, "Can I just know who?" among all the influencers that you guys know have done you know some kind of unethical practice that you feel mm. you know the stories about click farms the stories about yeah. mass follows unfollows or buying followers and i had over 4000 respondents and there were at wow. least i think about uh, i think maybe about 80 to 85% of them mentioned this person so i'm wow. not the only person who didn't know everyone else knew about it a lot of people mm. because they've been victimized by these people they're doing these unfollows i'll follow you i'm hoping you'd follow me back five days mm. later i'll drop you yeah so that's it that's where we're gonna get into yeah you know you wrote this article a year ago pre-pandemic yes. when yes. you know the we still didn't have this proliferation of these boosting uh farms click farms boosting companies um when it was still considered immoral or bad I, I, again this is something yeah. that is completely new to me um yeah. but maslalo now it must be insane i mean morality is out the window with with some people morality like, what not, morality what are you talking yeah, about yeah it's crazy it's not what hurting anybody <laughs> they're not because they're not physically robbing a bank or they're yeah. not sticking a gun and holding someone up they don't yeah. consider that theft but in a way yeah. i mean you know in a roundabout way yeah. this is fraud this is theft that what's going on you know they're it taking is fraud yeah it is for me it is fraud it is if you are willing to be you know deceptive with your followers you are mm -hmm. dishonest and dishonesty mm -hmm. has no color it's black and white i'm sorry i can't it can't be a gray area if i'm going to steal some money from you yeah well i needed the money but then yeah you still stole at the end of the day you know mm -hmm. so like i said this you know honesty is black and white for me there's no gray mm -hmm. area and, you know, mm. if you start engaging in these kinds of, you know, unethical practices, then you have your values kind of, you know, whacked. And yeah. unfortunately, a lot of these people in our society, people we all know, the three of us, and mm. even Erwan mm. would know a lot of them, they yeah. engage in these, um, these practices. So they would actually mm. engage in these um, giveaways. They would pay a thousand pesos to be part of this. I, I, just, I just saw this a couple of days ago as well, and it was quite mm. alarming. So even those companies themselves are actually involved in this bigger scam. Because they yeah. loop you all in. They loop your friends in. So you guys pay me 1,500 pesos. And I have 30 people. That's over 40,000 pesos already. And that is every week I have a giveaway. So can you imagine how much money I would be making as the person who was doing this, this, this giveaway? Mm -hmm. And I was going to give you guys the numbers. And after that, what? I don't even pay taxes. Come on. Do influencers pay taxes? No. We all have to pay mm -hmm. our taxes. And these guys mm -hmm. who are, you know, unethically 
you know, rather ethically challenged uh, influencers are not paying taxes mm. and they're also stealing money from these companies who would have rightfully awarded these contracts with mm-hmm. the legit ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, yeah. I, I think that is a big problem. That is the problem yeah. that I see that needs to be addressed because again, as Erwin has said earlier, we are still a very number centric society. This mm-hmm. is going to change very, very slowly because we are not very quick to take on, you know, these kinds of changes. But mm-hmm. again, with enough kind of education, with the constant bringing up of this kind of important information, then I guess people are going to sort of sit back and say, you're right. I spent X amount of money on X influencer and you're telling me that this influencer did not have authentic followers. So I've spoken to a couple of um, uh, retail companies that have actually engaged some of these influencers. One of them actually engaged this influencer that I spoke about who Mm. took my story down and um, they were shocked because why they did not check. (sighs) You've got the tools right there. But you don't yeah. check. Um, two of the tools that were great, Erwin um, has mentioned, is um, well, one is uh, Social Blade. It's the easiest one. Mm-hmm. The other one mm-hmm. is Hype Auditor. But uh, mm-hmm. I work in France, and uh, a lot of companies there that um, actually contract influencers, they don't just check Instagram because a lot of them still work with Twitter. So I work with mm-hmm. a company there in France called. Agilience. And uh, what's great about them is they're not just a social metrics uh, company. They also actually work on the networking. So they would actually tell you which uh, influencers to follow because of their network, because of the Mm. people who know them and who they know back. So it's not really just about the numbers. So they really look at the network because the network is going to increase and increase. So again, it's like a pyramid, right? So if you have the right people, you'd be able to tap, you know, you'd, you'd actually be able to target, you know, certain tiers. So it's, yeah, it's a very, it's it's more complicated. So us back in the Philippines, I, I still think we still look at it in a very simplistic way. But people need to learn. Marketers, PR agencies, companies, they can't just keep on contracting people based on, you know, the friendship. As you know, there is always the friendship card. PR director A is friends with influencer A. But, Mm. you know, you're willing to overlook the fact that maybe she bought followers because you guys are friends. Now, the reason that this... The reason that this is such a uh, such a big and important topic is uh, if uh, if any of you read the uh, ticker tape that just uh, passed underneath, it is it is seriously big business. A lot of uh, big uh, companies, multinationals, are paying influencers uh, like thirty thousand pesos and up for one post. That's a lot of money. That is, that, a is lot of money. that is a lot more than most people get paid in a month in this country. I mean, sometimes exactly. you know three times more than what uh, what a, a large. Uh, part of the population gets paid here. So it mm-hmm. is real money. And um, uh, if they're basically misrepresenting themselves, as as you mentioned, and that's exactly what it is. It is yeah. it is a business. It's it's cred. It's like um, it's it's like going and getting your university degree from some print shop on uh, like in, in Tarth Avenue. In Recto. <laughs> yeah, I've got an MBA. Exactly. I've got an yeah. MBA from Columbia. Yeah. Oh, you, you think I, I need one from the United States as well? What? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Completely. Well said. Yeah, it's big business. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well said, Mark. Um, Ingrid, in your two years of research, maybe three total, uh, what's the most shocking thing that you found? 
Wow. Um, you mean apart from the bad behavior of influencers? Yeah, apart from like what, what trumped everything. Wow. Like, wow, th that's crazy. That's insane. That, But that I think takes for me, cake. honestly, honestly, I mean, up until the time that I wrote the story and that mm. it was removed unceremoniously, Mm -hmm. I was just shocked at the overall system about how we um, in this industry, we are OK with what's going on. PR agencies mm -hmm. are OK with it. Um, it's it's everybody's just OK with it. It's Kasena Janai. It's there. Mm -hmm. You know, we've used her already and the owner likes her. So it is a question of laziness and complacency on the part of all the agencies and all the PR mm -hmm. marketers as well as the companies. But um, one of the most shocking thing, actually, after the story was removed for me was how could a person be an editor of a newspaper and be an influencer as well and censor a story that has a public that that is of public interest so basically you would pull out a story that is of interest to the rest of the population because it is something that upset you and i i thought that that was really petty and mm. I think that was what shocked me because, you know, I, mm. I've been writing for that news organization for 10 mm. years and I was just not expecting that kind of behavior. And it really is very telling on my end. I feel that the integrity of this newspaper is compromised because here you are talking about, you know, you, you're espousing press freedom, integrity and honesty. And then the people behind it are not. So it really made mm. me question the whole system. And so again, Sorry, yeah, no. I was going to say, so, so speaking oh, to uh, to integrity and everything, um, how exactly do these uh, to these click farms and and uh, and followers? I mean, we, we talked about one of the schemes uh, right. earlier with Revilson. I mean, with mm. uh, with Erwan. Sorry. Yeah. But then uh, how do how are people able to amass millions of fake followers? OK, so. Uh, there are two ways you can actually buy followers. You can actually buy 1,000 followers for, I think, about $16. So that's what, about 600 pesos? So, hmm. I mean, I mean wow. do the math. If you want to have 15,000 followers, you multiply that by 600, you can pay. Finally, wow. I actually have a funny story because um, talking about fake followers and, you know, trying to get that verified blue tick. Mm -hmm. um, I happen to know somebody, and this is a real person, who um, approached me about uh, two years ago asking how I was able to get my blue tick. So I basically mm. told my story and he says, well, I want one. Can you help me get one? And I said, mm. no, because that's not going to be possible. I looked at his Instagram numbers and um, he's got about, uh, about I think, 1,500 people at the time. So anyway, fast forward to today, um, <laughs> he has over 300,000 followers. He's got a blue tick. So a few a few months back, I actually asked, "What? how on earth did you get it? And he was honest enough to tell me. He said he contracted a company in Israel to manage the account. And he paid something like 30,000 US dollars. $30,000 to get wow. photo shoots. So basically the photo shoots included him in nice cars, in nice fast cars, him in really wow. chic hotels, you know, with hot girls in a hot tub, on a yacht. The works, basically. So you can. You can. Wow. If you have money. Yeah. If you have money. He is proof of that. If you have money, you can be an influencer. You can pay your way to get a blue check. It is not impossible to do it. There is a way to gain the system. Because and technically, that would be organic. Yeah. It's unfortunate, isn't it? But it's true. It, you, it, it, it's happened. With, 
They also created a, li- a lifestyle Life for style. him as well. Yeah, for thirty thousand dollars, they will create a whole wow. lifestyle for you. You wow. get the, you get yachts, yeah. you get photo shoots with a private plane with a supercar right beside, and maybe with a hot chick beside you. Yep, it's happened. I am actually, you know what? I actually would have written um, this into the story, but it was too late because I already submitted it. But yeah, you can. So that is obviously the higher end of it, right? But then you've mm. got the lower end, meaning you can pay 600 pesos for 1,000 followers. Or you can actually also contract these click farms wherein they have bots. So it's, it's worked in the system. So it's a program wherein they actually triangulate and try to figure out who the people are within your community and the demographic. And then they target those people and then they mass follow. So all of a sudden, you're going to get like some random person to follow you for a day and then unfollow you a few days after. So this was, I think I left a graphic there um, on my story mm-hmm. on the Philippine Star Life. And mm-hmm. I posted that. So you basically see, you know, the jagged edges, the jagged lines of the graph. So if mm-hmm. you are not very careful, I mean, if you are a marketer. Actually, can we, can we bring it? Do we have yeah, that graph? I have can we bring it, it up? Parents might have that. So, um, yeah, okay. so look at that. So if you look at the top portion, you see right. how it's flatlined for a while? It's uh-huh. flatlined until July, actually until, uh, yeah, until July. So July 2020, you see 705 followers. Those are the followers gained for the month of July. But then you look at the bottom, you see a sudden spike. Did you see that? August 2020 the person yeah. actually gained 15,000 followers. So you're telling me that this person um, just used hashtags and basically got a lot of followers? I think not. I don't think mm. so. No amount of bloody hashtags is going to get you there. Okay? Not even if you start hashtagging <laughs> porn or sexy butt bikini, whatever, boobs. No. I'm sorry. Sorry, Wilson. Your hashtags aren't going to work. Sorry, Ryan. Damn it. I, I got to earn it organically. I hate yeah, you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's straight, a, straight up, Ingrid, why do people yeah. do it? Um, you know what? There was a study. Um, it was quite interesting. Um, there was a study that was conducted, and they said that 69% of the influencers said they wanted to be influencers for the money. Okay. It's all about the money, money, okay. money. You know Fair what I mean? Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. It's Fair about enough. the money. That's fine. And because, again, it's numbers, numbers equals money. And um, if you're not a careful marketer, if you're not a great company that has, you know, people that look around and sniff around, basically, you are not going to be able to tell. Because you can actually just look at, you know, that guy that I was telling you about who's got 300,000 followers in the blue check. Why won't Mm -hmm. you follow the guy? Why Mm -hmm. won't you contract a guy for something? You know, it seems like he's got Mm -hmm. like the perfect lifestyle. So it's it's easy, you know, uh, with the okay, right I, amount I, of money. Yeah, yeah go. I, I have one last question before uh, we move on to our game, and that I is I have so uh, many questions. Oh, you have so many. Okay, <laughs> so I'll many do questions. One. I'll do one. You do one, and then with and okay. then uh, we'll move then on we go to the game. Oh, okay. right. pick one lung. Okay, yeah, no. pick one. All right. Okay, so, go for uh, it. Uh, <laughs> with uh, you're saying that uh, companies are becoming more aware of yes. uh, that it's not just a numbers game, especially, and and you want authentic. Um, uh, followers, but yeah. then how important also is the demographic of the those followers? It's like, uh, for instance, the people that would follow me or Vilson would be very different from the people maybe that would follow you. Yeah. Um, we have different demographics. So are brands especially looking at that as well? It's like authenticity and uh, and also uh, the yeah the demographic that that fits their brand. 
it's important for them to do that because you could be contracting, uh, you could be contracting well, an influencer like me, and mm. all of a sudden, well, by the way, I don't like being used, being called an influencer, but yeah, just for the sake mm. of argument here. So you can contract somebody like me, and a lot of the work that I've been doing is it's, it's very highbrow, and then all of a sudden, you can't just ask me to sell you, you know toilet bowl cleaner you know what i mean it's not unless gonna it, work unless it's our <laughs> toilet bowl cleaner i mean, I mean i've actually been approached food. funnily i've mm-hmm. actually been approached for some kind of household cleaning product and i said well you know clearly this person who's asking me has not checked my demographic and i think it's quite important because if you're not getting the right person for the right you know for the right product or the service because of their demographic, because you didn't do your homework, it's not going to be an effective influence at the end of the day. I can't sell yeah. toilet paper and I cannot sell toilet bowl cleaner. I'm sorry. You have just <laughs> reminded me of yeah. the most outlandish uh, product that I was asked to promote on social media. <laughs> Tell me. No. It was vapes. Anyone that knows me knows that I hate smoking. smoking. I am so against Yes, I am so anti it. I tell all my friends. I used to shoot one of my best friends with a BB gun, with like an airsoft gun, to try and yeah. get him to stop smoking. You see, um, they're not and, doing their homework. And, and the great thing was is that they approached me, they slid into my DMs, and they're saying, yeah. hey, we really admire your account. We see that you're authentic, and we love your lifestyle. And so we'd really like you to contract you uh, before your authenticity uh, for this brand. For And I was like, and funnily enough, two weeks previously, I had done a post for uh, for an anti-smoking campaign that I posted on my Instagram feed. So I just sent them the link to that. Now it says, does this answer your question? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Rob, yeah. you, what about you, though? What kind of um, what kind of product have been have you been asked to um, endorse? That yeah, was you know, completely it, it, out there. Now that I think about it, uh, I haven't gotten something as I think what, what I post and when people see my lifestyle, I'm a yeah. do everything, but in moderation kind of guy. So right. some of, some of my posts will be about, you know, uh, organic vegetables from farms in Cavite and I'll yeah. support the local farmers. And then my other posts will be, let's do Patron tequila. What's up? Let's take some shots. And then another one will be, yeah, let's uh, uh, Centro Holistico, which is my uh, clinic that I go to. Uh, um, And it's a fantastic place for uh, acupuncture and, and uh, holistic healing. And then the next day I'll post um, a whiskey brand. You know what I'm saying? So I love no toilet bowl cleaner. No, I'm disappointed. I'm Mr. Clean. You know what I'm saying? They should be giving me that shit, you know? Oh, look, it's Bubbles. Hi, Bubbles. Yes, she says, I don't say yes to brands and products who try to get me, but I don't believe in. I agree with this 100%. Yeah, this this, this uh, harks back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the show about authenticity. Yeah. I, I will only uh, post about a brand that I would actually use or I, I do agree. actually use. Um, yeah. And also, uh, yeah. I think as an influencer, you know, you cannot keep on posting things every day, day in and day out about, you know, from all these sponsored posts because yes. you, you look like a sellout. You know, at the end of the day, yes. people don't know you for who you are. They know you for you being a sellout to all these products. And they, yeah, they start yeah. doing the math in their heads, too. I'm like, I wonder how much this person got paid today. I wonder how much yeah. this person got paid tomorrow. And, and, and there's yeah. no authenticity as well, even if they do yeah. have authentic numbers. So yeah. I think that's it's, super important as well. Yeah, yeah. you need Eventually, to make sure that you're be, posting about your life. 
Yeah, eventually they're going to get um, endorser fatigue. I mean, I, I guess yeah. I just made yeah. up that that term, but it, it is true. a thing. They will get that. Uh, one last yeah. question um, okay, before go. we get into the next segment, which is uh, pretty fun. But let's get into the mental health issue of of, of all of this, of buying followers. Mm-hmm. Now, it, yeah. it, studies show you there is a hit of dopamine when you see your likes and your comments and you see followers. Now, is this... Uh, I'm going to be Debbie drama, but is this, a, can this be an addiction? Is this healthy? Uh, you know, are some people in it just for that dopamine hit? I mean, I, I, I really okay. see it as the new addiction. Yeah. I, I would actually agree with you. It is a new addiction. I mean, think of it this way. You are given perfect, you know, this kind of 150% control over your life online, you can curate it. Mm. You don't have to throw in the dirty and ugly bits of it. How is it not going to be addictive when you have full control of something versus your life, your life, your personal life behind the camera, behind Instagram could be as shitty as hell. You lost your job today. But hey, today I want to post that I'm on a plane. I'll start taking out all my throwback pictures and I'll post them. And you know what, it's, it's, it's this kind of, you know, mentality of, you know, trying to, you know, in, incite envy in other people. The more likes you have, the more, the more you feel other people want your life. And suddenly you don't feel like shit anymore. Today you feel like shit, but, you know, you've got like 250 likes on a photo of you on the day that you lost your job. On the day that you got evicted. How... You know, that is the one thing people end up holding on to, especially at this time of the pandemic. You see a lot of Mm. people posting pictures of their travels and nobody's traveling. Why? They need a feel good moment because, yes, it is validation at the end of the day, with or without social media. I mean, we all cannot deny the fact that we all look for validation and other from other people. It could be from our family, could be from our friends. It could be from random people that we, you know, we've never met. But at the end of the day, when there are people who can validate you, you know, just one like, one little heart, that does just kind of does make you feel better, doesn't it? If you have a shitty day, it makes you feel yeah. better. So, yes, of course, yeah. it is addicting. It is yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We can go for all, all, I know. on and on and forever with this topic. You deserve um, a whole episode to yourself. But we, we <laughs> will do that another time. On. Yeah. With drinks. But, um, with drinks. But, and I want drinks. Yes, you get <laughs> drinks, woman. But really, yeah. again, really quickly before we move on, when this yeah, expose sure. becomes a movie, I'm going to go around and ask you guys, who's going to play you? Um, I Holy will go crap. first. I say, <laughs> I say Anne Hathaway plays the this expose in, in the Philippines. Uh, what about you, Nelson? Oh, wow. I too. You just uh, threw me in there. Um, Sorry, buddy. Rewatchables. Uh, this is I'm taking a cue from uh, one of our favorite podcasts called The Rewatchables, and we'd yeah, one of, one, of, one of my all time favorites, Natalie Portman. I think she should do I, like the. She's I never played a hard. Mind. No. A journalist, hard hitting journalist, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. She was hey, no, she has always been mine. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Okay, well, she was my pick too. Now what? Okay, That's I'm gonna go with Charlize Theron then. I'm okay, going to go with Charlie's. Okay. okay. Very nice. I'm going to go with her. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your insights and for your research. We appreciate journalists like you who, uh, you know, you. just just put put out the relevant 
things that we need to see and we need to be aware of. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad that there are people like you and, you know, people outside who actually appreciate the work that I do. So a lot of the stuff, obviously, you'll find that out on the Philippine Star Live because that's right. where I'm writing for. Yeah. Awesome. Press freedom, baby. Press freedom. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much, Ingrid, for joining us. And we look forward to having you on the show again. Everyone, please make sure that you follow at the bag hag. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. All right just before, very solid. Just before we uh, uh, we leave, we just want to mention we had a couple of comments here uh, from Nino Chavez. It says, I've been here since the first few seconds and it's more than an hour already, but hey, I'm still tuning in. That interesting topic makes me stay. And it has been an incredibly interesting topic. Couldn't agree more. And uh, Rena Gabrielle uh, also mentioned something similar. What an interesting and relevant topic. I do feel bad for brands that don't get what's right for the investment they make in these influencers. And we couldn't agree with you more, Rena. Um, and I think, I mean, certainly on my part, this has been an incredibly informative uh, mm. episode. I've certainly found out a lot about the deep underbelly of influencing, even though uh, both Revilson and I, we, I guess uh, that's part of what we do as well. We also post mm -hmm. for brands from time to time. But mm -hmm. um, I think the important thing that uh, the takeaway is uh, don't buy your followers, uh, don't buy your likes, and make sure that you are as authentic as possible in everything you do, both online and off. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, people can see your inauthenticity in your posts and, and, uh, and in your paid posts as well. Um, so yeah, live your best life, live your truest life and, uh, you know, good things will happen if you do that. So, um, this was something that we really needed to, uh, to talk about and to discuss. And I'm so glad, um, we touched up on it, but this is, we're barely scratching the surface, Mark. This really goes deeper. I'm sure there's so many layers to this. Um, I'm glad we didn't name names. Um, and in, 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 um, uh, truth be told, I asked, um, Ingrid, uh, behind uh, closed yeah. doors, I said, who are the names of these people? Because I actually don't know yeah. any of these things. And I'm not going to do the research for it. Yeah. But she, in her defense, she never gave me any names. She said, you know what? I'm not going to name people. Um, you, But you can find it out uh, if you do your research. But yeah. uh, with that being said, she was fantastic. Erwan was perfect for this. And uh, Mark, thank you again for agreeing to this. EPX, thank you so much. Dre, thank you so much for helping out with this uh, uh, episode as well. And uh, we kind of forgot that uh, to mention all of our episodes are still dedicated to our amazing frontliners out there who are uh, still doing their thing. And to all of you in the, out there as well, tuning in to us, this is season two because of you guys. So, um, Mark, what do we have next? Well, uh, next week uh, we have a wonderful topic. It is something very close to a lot of people's hearts, uh, music. So for the first time, I may actually learn a thing or two about music apart from just listening to tune and bopping my head. Um, so I am always open to learning new things. I know that Revilson has a unique taste in music that is uh, quite good. I always enjoy his playlists. So uh, I think we're going to have some very interesting guests for that one as well. So I hope you guys will tune in. Uh, but thank you again uh, for joining us on this incredibly informative uh, episode. We hope you all learned something. I know that we certainly did. And... Uh, all I can say is, guys, be safe uh, as much as possible. Stay healthy, stay uh, safe, and stay happy. Uh, and if there's anything else that we need apart from that, it might be, what is it that we need for Wilson? 
Oh my goodness. What is it that we need? We need more followers. No, no. We need more likes. No, no. Oh, we need, we need new, new friends. friends. 